It's the homage to fromage So join us if you please The homage to fromage Three cheers for cheese! Cheers for cheese. Well, um, welcome to the fourth in our little series of podcasts all about cheese and in particular great british cheese because this is great british cheese month for us i'm um, just concentrating on wonderful cheeses variety of cheeses around the uk and just picked four interesting cheeses um the first couple were quite kind of what i would call mainstream cheeses nothing too scary and then we went completely over the other way um we literally some- grabbed us by the ankles and yeah. threw us off the cliff into yes. the deep end into the deep end of that is the the seas of cheese yeah um Um, so yes so with um edmund chew which is uh, a a wonderful squishy little weird little cheese Mm -hmm. that you kind of tom hated to be honest do you you know not a fan it's not a fan i I remember my reaction but i'm remembering it fondly you know but you see the thing is it i always think that you know it is probably an acquired taste and the only way you acquire that taste is to give it another go sometimes and not just go right that's it I'm never ever going to eat that Um, there are a number of cheeses that have that kind of flavour profile to them um, that some of them are a bit too much even for me Um, some of them are quite mild and you kind of just find your own level that was probably a bit of a a bit of a push, really. However, we discovered that it toasted rather well. Yeah, really well. It yeah, came yeah. to life toasted. So now today, um, well, before we get into the, the cheese that's staring at me on the cheese board today, uh, let's have a quick whiz round and say who the hell we are. Because I'm Nick and I am the co-instigator of Homage to Fromage Cheese Clubs. And I'm Tony and I got the mics. <laughs> and I like the cheese. Yeah. And I'm Tom, and I have the uh, the toasting facilities, and I'm a complete uh, cheese newbie, really. So this is like. So the whole idea of these these podcasts is for essentially me uh, to uh, to <laughs> essentially me. It's, just, it's all about me, and then these two guys. I don't really know what they do. Um, no, essentially it's I, curd I, nerds. I'm a I'm a massive enthusiast about cheese. I know a bit about cheese. I've tasted a lot of cheese in my time, um, but um, these guys haven't had as many opportunities to taste cheese, and it's just really fun giving them interesting things to eat. Um, I mean, it's a the, nice thing. The to most do. exciting thing I've done with cheese is probably a raclette. Keep it family. <laughs> <laughs> or cheesy chips. Yeah. Yeah. Love a cheesy oh, chip. Cheesy chips. Cheesy chips. Can you do an episode on cheesy chips? Well, raclette served, you know, people make a big deal about raclette, which is Swiss cheese melted and then drizzled over over new potatoes. That's basically cheesy chips, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Posh um, cheesy chips. Yeah. So cheese and spuds. Um, yeah, absolutely. Which cheese makes the best cheesy chip? Well, that could be a whole nother podcast. Oh. <laughs> um, but today, getting us back on track, um, today we're exploring a little bit of blue cheese. Yep. Ooh. A little bit of blue cheese that's actually made just down the road in Castleford. In, blue cheese scares me. Blue cheese scares you? Yeah. Okay. How do you feel about blue cheese, Tom? Um, well, look, here's a th- the nice thing about last week's episode is now I feel like Whatever you throw at me, I'll be okay. You know, I do like a challenge. <laughs> oh, oh, is this a challenging one? I, I just throw something at it. And I'll be honest, I've I've not tried it myself. <laughs> oh, God, the going first. Yeah. Blind. Well, this is it. This is the thing. I mean, I would. I. You know, what's the what's? The, I mean, I'm just take the opportunity to try a few new cheeses myself. Might as well. And I spotted this one in the cheesemonger, and I thought I haven't actually tasted that cheese. 
give it a go and we haven't done blue cheese yet blue cheese is a massive part of british cheese um arguably stilton is one of the world famous cheeses that 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 britain produces Mm -hmm. and is one of what they call the holy trinity of blue cheeses that is stilton roquefort and gorgonzola those three are the sort of big hitting blue cheeses every blue cheese has a sort of a sort of a relation to those in some way so which is this related to well let's find out shall we because I haven't a clue. Oh, so you'll know by tasting it. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, for me, it's mostly... I mean, Roquefort is a sheep's milk cheese. Mm-hmm. Um, still, it's a cow's milk cheese, so that is a difference already. Um, and um, Gorgonzola's an Italian cheese. Exactly. It's made of Italian milk. <laughs> milk from Italians. Um, so um, Gorgonzola is is quite can be quite super soft, especially if you have a sort of a one of the... Uh, sort of uh, I can't remember what they're called now there's a name for them but anyway Gorgonzola can be quite soft almost spreadable um, Roquefort is quite crumbly and Stilton's probably crumbliest the crumbliest uh, flakiest cheese it, it certainly is um, so let's see where we go with this it's an English cheese so chances are you say it's made down the road in Castleford it certainly is mm-hmm. so, going in now this immediately, it's a. Oh, it's breaking apart. It's quite. It is it's really got, quite crumbly. It is quite. It's not creamy. It's that. It's not spreadable. That's for sure. I've made a right pig's elbow of that. Yep. But you know, um, if everybody wants to just grab a yeah, piece. Yeah, grab a piece. Tony. Thank you. <laughs> right. So, <clears throat> so out of ten, how fa- how much of a fan are you of blue cheese, Tony? Five. Don. Uh, I tried it uh, once and I don't remember, but you know I'm I'm nervous. <laughs> Doesn't smell too bad. Oh, it's a very strong flavour. Bits of bitterness in there as well, eh? That's the mould. Mm. Mm. Big difference between blue cheese and other cheeses. Blue cheese has that blue, which is <clears throat> if it's black mould, you need to throw it out. Mm. Never eat black mould. Oh. No. That's what my mother told me. Never eat black mould. Also, never try and eat anything that's bigger than your own head. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Wise words, wise words. Um, Yeah, so the blue in blue cheese is added sort of kind of after the fact. Um, So it's added when they make the cheese and it's sort of activated by piercing the cheese to allow oxygen in to sort of kick off penicillin it's the same this is bread mold essentially penicillium roquefortii which is the name of the bread of the the blue mold in all blue cheeses usually that one and it's added and it doesn't do anything in the cheese because it needs oxygen to grow so what they do is at a certain point they'll pierce the cheese with metal rods Mm -hmm. which allows the oxygen in which is why you get these sort of veins and streaks of blue through the cheese and it does impart quite a sort of i suppose it's a sort of metallic tang to Mm. the cheese um quite unlike almost any other flavor there is really blue the blue of blue cheese for me i like this cheese it's not too blue no it's it's quite a mild it's there it's definitely um present it's 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 not in your face it's not it's not blow your head off stuff but it's also um 
the the white bits are very creamy and lovely and so soft on the tongue it's not like a crumbly stilton um nor is it a, a kind of a, a sort of a cream cheese thing so for it's example nicely in the middle if the blue wasn't in it mm. what sort of cheese would that be or no even better if it wasn't if it's never pierced because oh. is, am i right to assume mm. that there's mold all through that it's not yeah. just in the blue yeah but the blue bits are the only ones where yeah. it's actually grown right yeah Okay. So it's because it's grown into the cheese. If you just add a piece of the white that from this cheese, it would still have that flavour in it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you can get white Stilton. So if you imagine what white Stilton tastes like, it's actually just a crumbly. It's almost a bit like Wensleydale white okay. Stilton. So this would be a quite a nice, creamy, um, relatively soft not very matured cheese because I think one of the things about blue blue cheese is that they mature relatively quickly because yeah. there's a lot going on um, you know they get going um, so yeah what do you guys think I like it it's the strongest tasting of all we've had so far mm-hmm. over the last month um, I, was, I, didn't, I wasn't aware it was going to taste like it did at all so I think it kind of surprised me quite a bit it's quite dark and sort of not Almost not bitter, but almost there. You know, mm. um, this is very... there is a there is a bit of an a bit of an aftertaste. Mm. But interesting, it's not horrible. <laughs> well, the, I'm quite <clears> sure <throat> the people who make that the, this cheese will be delighted to hear that cheese is not no, horrible. It's um, not horrible. It's really tasty, and mm, it's one well, of the nicest blues that I've had. Well, there you go. Good. Um, it, this is actually a, a, the cheese is called Duke of Wellington, and it's made by um, Cryer and Scott. Sorry, Cryer and Stott in Castleford in Yorkshire. They sound um, like an 80s duo. I think they are. I think, <laughs> I think they made a few albums. <laughs> made a few albums in the, in the mid-80s and then retired to make cheese. Um, but they invented this cheese to celebrate the Queen's Golden Jubilee. Oh, wow. Um, and then went on to win not only the best blue, and they, be- they won the best blue and the best new blue um, at the World Cheese Awards. Wow. Um, so that's pretty, pretty good. Um I think blue cheese is always, they have their fans. Not everybody likes blue cheese. A lot of people will, you know, sort of, some people will just go for the blue cheese every yeah. single time. It's just what they, you know, you say cheese, they say it's got to be blue cheese. However, I'm, I'm a great believer again in, um, you know, sometimes people have bad experiences with blue cheese. Mm-hmm. You buy a piece of cheese on the first week of December for Christmas and stick it in the back of your fridge and it sits there in its plastic wrap. Um, and by the time you get it out on Boxing Day, it's nearly, it's not going to be good. It was never good quality to start with. And a lot of people go, oh God, I can't stand blue cheese. And then they've had some really, really super strong tinny, it feels like chewing silver paper, you yeah. know. <laughs> this is not that. This is a good quality cheese. And the, and the blue is relatively mild. And actually, if you look at, if you look at it, um, you know, I'm looking at a piece now. Um, it's mostly white with just a sort of a single yeah. streak of blue through it. So it's quite a mild flavour. Um, but again, quite delicious, I think. Um, can you eat this if you're allergic to penicillin? That's a very good question. I think you probably can. I've I heard don't people think this who is said they say, can't eat blue cheese because they're, they're allergic, allergic to penicillin. penicillin. But then I've heard... Like, could they just be scientists saying, <laughs> nah, that's not the case. Well, let's find out. Shall we make that? Let's find someone who's allergic to penicillin and smuggle some next, cheese into Next the time, we'll be poisoning someone with cheese. <laughs> Tune in. 
for our very, very last show before we get locked up. Arrested. (laughs) Arrested. Now, I suppose the big question is um, now is, do we dare toast this? Oh, dear. Do we dare? Do you dare? Do you dare? More to the point. You know me, I'll try anything once. Toast it, baby. Yeah, let's go for it. He's going in. He is a trier. It's melty, it's oozy, you can't eat in the jacuzzi, so indoors you must go to let the melted cheese flow. It's cheese, toasty time, it's toasty time, it's time for cheese. Toasty time, toasty time, it's time for toasty cheese. Thank you, Tom. How's it looking? Yeah, well, uh, seedy bread for mm-hmm. this one, I think. Uh, strong cheese, strong bread, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, just the same as always in the pan, butter and mm-hmm. pressure. You said blue cheese is a good melter. Well, let's see. Um, I've had good melted melted blue cheese in the past. Bitter butter. Bitter butter. And it's in. There it is. <laughs> it's very thick bread, this, so I am doing it quite slow and pushing down a lot, but I reckon two minutes. Yeah. I mean, you, you've, you've tested. You've trialled. Well, this is a thing, yeah. But not with uh, a berry blue. Yeah, this is the first ever blue cheese toasty I've ever made. Wow. It's a big day for me. <laughs> <laughs> right then. Oh, he's flipped it. He's flipped it's a good it. flip. It's, it's a, a good, good flip. 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 It's, held, it's, it's holding its integrity, is it? It's, um, Are we seeing any melting yet? Not yet. Not yet. It's taking its time. If it doesn't melt, you need to leave. Yeah. You're fired, essentially. <laughs> So your only job is to melt this cheese. Melt yeah. cheese. Yeah. That's literally it. Well, that's fine. So I am going to uh, steam it a bit. Oh, he's back on the steam. Lovely bit of bread. Lovely bit of cheese in. Flip like, you know, Gordon Ramsay. Yeah. yeah. Cheese in. Flip. Steam, flip, lid on, steam. Cut, beautiful, Just beautiful. Yeah, that's okay. We have melt. We have melt. Oh. We have a melt. This is exciting. Yeah. I'm thrilled. The wonders of steaming your toasties, folks. It it does work. (laughs) I think as well, if that carton of milk there is not put back into the fridge, it will turn into curds and whey. It will. And not in a good way. No. All right. So you need something like rennet hmm. to do it properly. Yeah. I mean, the reason milk splits into solids and liquids, curds and whey, um, is usually a, a, as a response to acid. The acid destroys the emulsion. What about like lemon juice? Lemon juice will work. That's how you make paneer. Really? Yep. If you want to, you can make your own paneer. You just warm up some milk, not boil, warm it up, and then dump in a whole lemon worth of juice and stir it, and it'll turn into curds. Wow. And then if you put that in a piece of cloth and squeeze it out tight, it'll firm up, and that's. You got yourself some paneer. Well, here's your toasty, folks. Lovely, jubbly. I'll give you the, uh, the honours. Oh, oh! This is going to be rather good. I don't think it's necessary. We'll put it back together, and then when you take it, it might. It might string. It might not. Gentlemen, 
Choose your toasty. Well, I took the middle last time, so I'll take the edge this time. Mm-hmm. That's just what Bono said. <laughs> That's very different. Mm. Mm. It does. It Again, it has mellowed it. Mm. It's changed the flavour, like, usually. Mm. Milder. Mm. I much prefer it like this, you know. Mm. That's amazing. Mm. Well, I'm surprised how much of a change that is. Mm. I know now, if I see burger with blue cheese on it, mm-hmm. I'll probably order it. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. No, we're a big fan of melting that. That works. That's a melter. That's a melter. It's a melter. Well done, Tom. Oh, thank you. It's passed the toasty taste test. It mm-hmm. absolutely has. And um, and why not? A so cheesy thumb up from Pretty me. decent as a cheese, as a cheese mm. board cheese. Packs a bit of flavour, nice and creamy. Good melt. Um, Very good melt. And mellows out a bit as well. Absolutely. I think it'd be great. And again, that, I think it, blue cheese, if you're cooking with blue cheese, it goes particularly with things that are quite meaty, I think. We talked about burgers. Certainly, that slice of that just on a steak... And let it just melt on. As soon as the steak's out of the pan, yeah. slice the blue cheese on, foil on, or let it rest for a let bit. It rest oh. with the blue cheese on. That would be spectacular. Because um, it is kind of got that little salty hit as well. Um, but also, likewise, for the, you know, if you want to, with mushrooms, it'd be delicious with mushrooms. That big, big flat mushroom under the grill. Then whack Stuffed a bit, of, some blue whack cheese, a bit yeah. of that blue cheese in it. Ooh. I imagine it would be nice as well if you just mix it in with some pasta. Yeah, absolutely. Make it like a creamy, cheesy mm. sauce. Yeah, yeah. Very Definitely. Nice. Right, which brings us very nearly to the end. So, does anybody have any cheesy facts for factose intolerant? Well, I did say I was going to talk about storing your cheese. Uh-huh. I don't know if it's a fact, but right. you can correct me. If well, let's talk storage. So, for firm and semi firm cheeses, which mm-hmm. would be like for cheddar, mm-hmm. Wensleydale. Yep. Uh, wrap them airtight in plastic or foil uh-huh. and most will keep for several weeks mm. and for longer storage you can wrap the cheese in a paper towel dampened with cider vinegar Ooh. and store it inside a sealed plastic bag good god that sounds a bit extreme in, it inhibits the growth of mold wow oh, I it, did not know that if you've got soft cheeses like brie and camembert they should be stored at a cool room temperature for a day or two to bring them to perfect ripeness yeah and after that, if you've not eaten it by then, tightly wrap and refrigerate. Yeah. Well. Do we care about cottage cheese? No, not really. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> <clears throat> well, there you go. Thank you for that tone. And anybody who got a different or better or any experience in wrapping particular kinds of cheeses, storing them in particular ways, let us know. Always on the lookout. Um, I saw some things for sale in my local cheese shop, which are these wax. They're sort of, they're made out of... They're, they're fabric, but they're beeswax. Fabric and beeswax. And it actually makes, like, imagine really stiff, greaseproof paper. And mm-hmm. you can wrap it in that, and it folds and holds it together. You don't have to sellotape or anything. Um, and because it's beeswax, it's totally natural. You can reuse them. They're washable. You just rinse them out when you're done. And they keep your cheese just kind of um, protected but with a little bit of a breathability in yeah. there. Because you don't necessarily want... I, I must admit, my only thing is 
some people say they don't like wrapping cheese in cling film because it it sort of makes them a bit sort of sweaty and unpleasant. I don't know. But I've heard as well that if you get like a cheese, like say you buy a block of cheese mm. and you cut a bit off and then you put it back in the same wrapper, yeah. you shouldn't do that. You should take it out of its wrapper. And your fresh and wrap. Fresh wrap. Mm. Good point. Because it will get moldy faster. Marvellous. Did you know that people who love cheese uh, are called churophiles? Churophiles. Churophiles. T-U-R-O files. No. Mm. Mm. Very good. So if you're a churophiliac... <laughs> is that right? No. I think um, if you're a churophiliac, you probably need to have a word you, with yourself. You bleed very thin cheese, yeah. yeah. No, uh, yeah, you're churophile. So it's, uh, you know, yeah. chur- churophile... Uh, and would the opposite of that be a churophobe? Yeah, I, I suppose so. That would be so. somebody who's scared of cheese. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm a bit churophobic. I'm mm. not going to lie. But over the last four weeks, I have sort of been drifting Educated. more towards yeah. the, the the file. And I'm, you know, it's Hello. great. And which brings us to sort of near the end of this little sort of pod. Um, it's only a pod. <laughs> pod. It's a podcast. It's a pod until you cast it. That's what the I next think. one we do is in June. Yeah, I know. The first of June. It June. Is. It's you mean June. National Dairy Month in America? What June is? Ooh, yeah. Good lord. We're gonna have to some, have some Monterey and, Jack. And with and with that in mind, next month is of course going to be Irish cheese. Of course. Ah, to be sure. To be sure. Do we know any Irish people who might be able to give us some inside information on cheese making? Oh, I wonder. I wonder. Anyway, so yeah, we'll be exploring the wonderful Emerald Isle for its delicious cheeses. Because the thing about cheese is one thing you need for cheese or certainly cow's milk cheese, is lots of pissing rain. And Ireland, uh, boy, plenty of that. So <laughs> good rain means good grass, good grass, good cows, happy good cows, cows, happy cows, happy milk, happy cheese, happy me. So <laughs> so next time you see that We wet, finish the podcast every time on happy you. Once you're happy. It's all about me, really, isn't it? Um, let's be honest. Anyway, so we'll be seeing you next time for exploring some delicious Irish cheese. Fantastic. So yeah, so if you want to get hold of us, um, you can do on Homage to Fromage on Facebook. Follow us there. Or we have an Instagram account, which is Homage to Fromage UK. That's Homage with a numeral two, Fromage. Um, get in touch through either of those mediums and tell us what cheeses you'd like us to try, whether you've tried any of our toastings and any other hints and tips about cheese. Always happy to hear from everybody. So we will see you next time for June's Month of Irish Cheese. See you then. Bye-bye. Bye.